I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, Jeremy here. Taylor's, Along with... <laughs> Taylor's also... I'm, I, Taylor's also here. And uh, Brian's here, too. And we are in Taylor's bathroom. Uh, it is not Super Bowl Sunday, but there's football happening. And we're all watching the game. And the boys are doing great. Well, it's halftime, and of course... And go uh, team! And f- and well, the Patriots are winning. Hut hut one two, you know. Yeah, blue blue uh, forty two Arkansas. Um, so this week's episode, uh, we originally were going to put up a, a different episode, but we decided, uh, in lieu of the fact that uh, it is Bell Let's Talk Week starting this week. If you're not familiar with Bell Let's Talk, it is an initiative put forward by. Um, Bell Media here in Canada, uh, and the whole idea behind Bell Let's Talk is to take some time to pause and talk about mental illness, to normalize the the uh, the conversation surrounding mental illness um, for people who who suffer with with illness that revolves around the mental. Um, uh, so. Just this week, uh, the three of us participated in a in a in a panel talk about men's mental health and mental health in general. Um, and one of the things that really kept coming up was not only the power of talking about mental illness, but also the power of really genuinely being a set of ears, being a listener for someone who's dealing with mental illness. Yeah, not just the power, but the importance of it. Right, like. Like, Bell Let's Talk is all about talking about illness. That's what we do every goddamn week. We talk about illness. But just as important as it is to talk about it, it we, we have to be willing participants to listen. There are two sides of the same coin, and without one, the other can't exist. Yeah. So there has to be talkers and there has to be listeners. So that's what we feel like we're, we're really trying to push this week is to be a set of ears for someone in your life who might be suffering with mental illness. And we're just thankful that all of you are those years for us and the guests that we've had on our show so far. Yeah, so if you're in Canada and you want to be a set of years, or if you want to talk about what you're dealing with, uh, maybe January 25th is a good day to do it. For every text message or social media interaction with hashtag Bell Let's Talk, uh, Bell will donate five cents to mental health initiatives. And also, every text to uh, 902-579-7361, Brian will donate uh, a pint to Jeremy uh, over the year. Um, And possibly a nude pic. But even better than that... Don't send me your nudes. ...is that... (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to float this out there. Next year, Bell Let's Talk 2018, Sick Boy Headlines... Bell, let's talk. Oh, fuck yeah. Or we just, you know, since we talk about it all the time, let's just do our own thing. Anyway, uh, someone needs to pee. Someone needs to pee. And we're in the and bathroom. We're in the bathroom, and uh, they, okay, they're gone. So uh, uh, enjoy this week's episode. Catherine is a, uh, she's extraordinarily sweet, and it's not every day that you get to talk to someone 
who is living with anorexia um, and currently in the thick of it. So um, it was a very brave, uh, courageous thing for her to do to come in and talk to us and we hope you enjoy it. Oh my God, he's pooping! No, stop he's it. Pooping. Okay. And at okay. the very same time, go Patriots. Uh, Patriots right. in the Super Bowl. Nope. Enough Patriots of that. in the Super Bowl. Enough of that. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Catherine. She has anorexia. Let's talk about it. Also looks real cool. Looks yeah. like you're a DJ. Like, when am I going to get to do this again? Yeah. 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 Sometimes I just take one ear off and just start going. Yeah. Carpe diem. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Seize yeah. the carp. Mm-hmm. They're also quite big. They look very big on your, your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they look quite <laughs> large big. on you. They look big on. On most people. On most people's yeah. heads. They're gigantic <laughs> headphones. They Dude, when you guys take those, because like these, these are a little bit you more like... smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. These, are, these are my personal ones, and, and we mm. bought these ones for the podcast, and yeah. these ones are like massive yeah. like stu- <laughs> stu- studio ones. Yeah. Stu- Brian's stu- got a, studio. A, a pretty fat head, though, so... Mm. Yeah, they, don't look that, they don't look that different on your big head. Brian, do you have a big head? No. You got a big head. That's pretty big. It's wide. <laughs> it's a, or sorry, not wide. <laughs> long. Uh, I think you mean wide. Uh, do I mean wide? I don't mean like this. I mean like front to, front back. to back. Like this. you mean thick? You mean it's thick? thick? Is it thick? Is that thick? Wide, thick, and long. Are I feel the like my head is, actually, is long up and down. Mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah, yeah. I used to so shave. You have a thick head. Okay. Anyway, I used to shave my head, and I with found, nair. And I always. I with nair, no, that's that. a real thing. He shaved his head with nair once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brian. Did it work? No. Yeah. I've never had success with nair. No, it just <laughs> burned the hair to my head, and I had <laughs> is, matted dead hair. Yeah. <laughs> is it just acid? Like, is nair just acid? Oh, God, I Pretty don't know. Close. I don't know. I have a question. I called your your head fat, and then... You and did that intentionally, intentionally I, oh, to have a, I did. a segue. I absolutely did. No, yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. It was a segue. I called your head fat, and uh, you chimed in, Catherine, and 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 almost kind of like corrected me with, um, uh, maybe you said wide. No, that was that was, was Taylor. That, was that Taylor? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said something like they were thick or wide or something. But I did. And I said we that. can you, pretend I was really offended. You yeah. did, well, that, that was my. Oh my god! That was my. That was my question. Uh, would. Did did that did that make you feel a bit weird? The word fat. No, no. no? no. Okay. Um, if, if I you guess said, the reason it, I'm asking you that is because we're here to talk about anorexia. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, for me, like body image hasn't been a huge part of it. Um, that's never been like a goal. I guess. Right. To like be thin. So. And like. Fat and skinny, like those words are thrown around so much, it's not like, like the I word, notice it. Yeah, like the yeah. word crazy. Like people are like, man, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. someone's like, oh, I have, I'm yeah, psycho- I'm, exactly. I have psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so this is really interesting. I'm, I'm a little bit, um, uh, so we know each other yeah. through yoga. Yeah. Do you guys know each other through yoga? Yeah. I've, I've had you in class. Yeah, I've had had Catherine in class. Mm -hmm. Maybe a handful of times. When you applied to be on the podcast, Mm -hmm. I was, um, for lack of a better word, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was shocked was because um, I for sure knew that something was up when you were coming to the yoga studio. Okay. Yeah. You are obviously like a very 
thin human yeah. being. And there's yeah. some there's something happening there, right? And yeah. I never probed, like, asked you when you come to the studio. Yeah. Just because I don't feel like professionally that's my job or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in a place where that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I don't see you coming in there so much that I have to be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listen, I think worry. maybe we should, yeah, exactly, worry about it. Um, but when you applied and were like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to come in and talk to you about anorexia, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was like, oh shit, is because we've talked about anorexia once on the podcast before, and it was yeah. with uh, our friend Azura. Yeah. And Azura is, um, she's a very like uh, average size, like probably a very average normal weight for her height and for her age, mm-hmm. human being now. And she's, yeah. she's recovered from her anorexia. You would never know that she was anorexic mm-hmm. unless she told you. Whereas... It seems like you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. which made me be like, "Is that okay? Like, is this yeah. a, is this a thing that is, is it okay o- to talk? Is it about? okay to talk about mm-hmm. it in the moment, like when you're really going through it? Just like I would get yeah. nervous about talking to someone who has schizophrenia and being like, "Is it okay for me to talk to you about your schizophrenia? Like, am I going right. to send you into like a downward spiral of of mental illness?" Because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's so much unknown for myself that it makes me, just like when I, we sat down and spoke with Brandy, who's transgender, it's like, is this okay for me to ask right. you these things? Because I'm, I'm, it makes me nervous yeah. or it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm sure you face that a lot mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life. Yeah, I think like, well, I listened to the podcast with Azura and that's like kind of what motivated me to want to come and do this because like, I guess hearing hers was like very kind of comforting, like inspirational, I guess, because she is fully recovered. Um, Also that you can't like tell if someone's recovered or not based on how they look Mm -hmm. is another thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, was there a lot of parallels from Azura's yeah. experience that oh you drew? Oh my God. Yeah. It was very similar. Because, because talking about, I feel like, well, first of all, <clears throat> talking about, um, anorexia and I feel like the biggest distinction for anybody who's out there who ha- who is listening to this and hasn't listened to Azura's episode on this is the distinction between anorexia and bulimia and what one is and what one isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you struggle with one or both? Uh, yeah, I don't struggle with bulimia, like explicit purging, like barfing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not bulimia. And so I feel like I, I feel, and I, I'm saying this from my personal experience, um, from before was, was mixing those two things up, thinking that anorexia was purging and throwing up, which anorexia is is not. So what, like, what is, what is your kind of like, your kind of, your kind of like ABCs of what anorexia is? Uh, there is like the, I think Azura even mentioned this, the like mental health guide and the there's DSM. Cer- DSM yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like certain criteria. Um, it's actually kind of funny cause I don't even identify with all of them. Right. Um, and it can be what you identify with in your experience. Yeah. As well. I guess just like the main one would be obviously not eating when you're hungry. Like that's kind of that's the big how one. I define mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right. So, like, you're hungry, but you don't let yourself eat. Um, yeah. One of the one thing that you said a couple of minutes ago that, like, really struck me is 
that you said for for you, body image isn't isn't really an important factor. And now you're yeah. saying that it's kind of like specifically that you just don't eat when you're hungry. So so like what is what is kind of like the the mental process behind not wanting to eat? Yeah. So like that's the one DSM thing that I kind of have read and been like, oh, like I don't think I have that. Like I don't think I have body image dysmorphia. Like I don't like look in the mirror and see a fat person. I look in the mirror and see like a thin, sick person and like kind of hate it and like want to get better. Mm. And, and I've like thought if I could just continue all these behaviors, but like be a healthy weight and like look normal, that would be like perfect. Cause right. um, I think what motivates me more is like that feeling, like feeling hungry. It's almost like a high at this point. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, well, let's go back. Let's, let's take it back mm-hmm. to, how old are you? I'm 22. 22. Okay. Oh, you're such a, you're just a little young baby. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. have you always been anorexic since a baby or? Uh, yeah, I was born this way. <laughs> when yeah. did you start becoming uh, addicted to? Yeah. Or, or when did like things start to change in your body yeah. that you just like stopped eating? And actually, I guess thinking about it now that I just said that, like it maybe started more as a body image thing. Mm-hmm. Or more of that, and then became about just the behaviors. Um, sure. Because it kind of started in grade 12. Um, yeah, like, I can remember very, like, specific moments of being like, whoa, this is, like, something's different now. Like, my parents went away for a week, and so I was, like, making all my own food and, like, that kind of thing. And um, You're like this food sucks compared to my mom's lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this! I'll just wait till they get back, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then the next week you're like, no, I kind of dig this. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And I remember like one day for lunch, I was like, I'm just gonna pack a salad and just eat that. And then I went to school and like had the salad, and I was still really hungry, but I was like, no, like don't eat more. You're not gonna eat more. Blah blah. blah. I don't know exactly where this is coming from. Mm. And then after school, I got home and, like, wanted to eat a lot because I was really hungry and kind of started to and then just, like, stopped myself. Um, Is there a sense of almost like you're doing something that's not, that's not okay, like that's not right? Is it? I'm, I'm, I, I get, yeah. I'm getting that question from you. Do you mean eye. in the, in the, like, in the I mean, grade like, 12 uh, yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. like, I mean, like, morally, because when you talk about, like, you're yeah. eating and then you stop, it's like the, yeah. the, 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 the catalyst for stopping seems to seems to me the the thing that jumps out at me is thinking like oh this is not I shouldn't I shouldn't do this like this isn't okay right. something like that is there something like that that's like jumping in and like speaking to you in that way that's like no don't do this I think it's kind of like I shouldn't need this or I don't want to like satisfy my needs and like bodily needs like a regular peasant. Here's yeah. one of here's like, oh, like I can yeah. find it elsewhere. I went to there's this place in Brazil called Pure Conga. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't I don't like to talk shit about Pure Conga because I I don't like to talk shit about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unless I'm like in it like joking around or talk shit about homeopathy. Uh but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, but uh there this place it's a little bit of a weird place, but I I, I hold a lot of fond memories from this place. Uh, but one thing that That's was super interesting, yeah, Taylor and oh, I met nice. at Pira Conga. 
Uh, but one thing that was really interesting to me was, um, and, and the reason why it started getting a bit weird for me is that we went there one year when Taylor and I went, everything was very normal. It was this Mm -hmm. like this, this place in the middle of the jungle Mm -hmm. and their whole thing was like people, if people want to come and live here, they're totally welcome to live here. Um, but and join all they, our cult. Well, but you can't at, eat. Well, hold on. <laughs> so in the beginning, it was like you can come here, you can live with a, with without paying rent, um, but all you need to do is contribute to the community in some way. Right. So a guy moves in, he's like, "Hey, I can I can plant bananas. Like I like I can I can like feed you guys." And they're like, right. "Cool." And that I can donate great. my wife. And uh, well, that, that was yeah. another. Well, there, there was a lot of free love going on, uh, but they were you know everybody had a job. There's like I'm a cook in the kitchen, yeah. and I I clean the dishes, mm-hmm. and I. You know, I build the the huts in the in the woods and whatever. I clear the brush to like spread this thing, the spread this mm-hmm. thing out. I run the school. Called, do you say it was mm. called Jamestown? No, it was not. <laughs> but so so, the next year we go, mm. it's gotten a little bigger. There's mm. a little bit more people, and the person that's running it is, um, uh, you know, she, she. This person's been put on up on a, on a pedestal at this point, right? And they're doing something that's like really interesting. Which is, and there's a few of them that are doing it, and they're really subscribing to it pretty hard. And they're like, "Yeah, we don't eat, right? We don't ever. eat food ever." What? And we're like, "Oh, then how do you get your nutrients?" And it was like, like oh. coconut shavings were like the oh, every once in a while when I just when I'm just want a good taste in my mouth, just, I'll eat coconut. Just shavings. a morsel, yeah, of like coconut shavings or like an almond. But how I get my nutrients an, is I go an out, almond. I go out, yeah, one an almond. <laughs> I go out. And I open up my arms and I open my mouth wide and I oh take in God. the sun. <laughs> it's called living on light. Living on light. What the fuck? And so yeah. they were doing this thing. They're plants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're like photosynthesis is my yeah. God. And so they would just go out. Yeah. And I remember watching one day and seeing this one guy who was there who was living off the light. And he would just right. stood out and like, ah, like mouth oh wide open, eyes closed. And he stood out. there for about five minutes, tongue out. And he was just. Taking the sun in. But there was also the process to begin that. Remember, it's like a big fasting thing. Big like fasting you thing. wean yourself off yeah. of water. It's crazy. Oh, like, yeah. it, like it was bad, bad news. But are they living? But here's the yeah. thing is that they were living. They were living. I don't know how. And there had to be something, you know, like obviously they're taking water in and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when I saw it, there was a part of it that I was going, they got to be, there's got to be some sort of like yeah. addiction. Did they, oh, there's yeah. got to be some sort of like, I mean, there's a reason why they're doing yeah. this. And it made no fucking sense to me mm-hmm. because I love to eat. And, like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm addicted to that feeling of, yeah. like, stuffing <laughs> carbs in yeah. my fucking stomach. Uh, but I'm seeing this and I'm going, well, there's something going on here yeah. that they are getting quite a bit of enjoyment out of. Yeah. And uh, So are you a child of the light? Yeah. Are you living off the light? <laughs> yeah, I went so, there. So when you were talking about, you know, when you were talking about what was going on in high school, like, it just made me think, like, fuck, man, I... Uh-huh. There's definitely some parallels well, there. What's your relationship with food? Like, how do you interact with food? Like, yeah, like right now. Yeah, well, well I let's. I mean, it can be, it can be, it can be that if you want to go more yeah. chronological. I, I want to stay a little more chronological because okay. I am curious to know how we got to this point. Like, I mm-hmm. think that that's, mm-hmm. um, and not to like, yo, any point if you're like, guys, stop shrinking me. Like, no, we're no. not. Tr- I'm not trying to like root out the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the issue and like solve it. I'm just curious to know, like, when do you go from a human who's like, mm-hmm. yeah, feeding myself three times a day mm-hmm. with like snacks here and there, mm-hmm. like that's a normal thing for me. To, I don't want to fucking eat. Yeah, 
it was definitely like a pretty long and like slow process. Like I think a lot of people will lose a lot of weight really quickly, but like it took a like a few years even for like it to happen and for people to start like noticing stuff. Um and I guess well, I guess by the end of high school like some of like, you know, my mom's friends were like, Oh, is she okay? Like you've like lost a lot of weight, blah, blah, blah. but like nothing sort of bad enough to like elicit concern. Why do people always say that? Like, is she, is she okay? Rather than like offering like constructive, like it's always yeah. like, I feel like people have like such know. a judgy, but like, yeah. but, but it's, it always seems like the way that they say it is never supportive. It's always mm-hmm. very judgmental in the way where they're being or, presumptuous about or, what might be going on, but never really or gossiping. Yeah. 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 And it's almost like too, because it's, it is like to an extent a value in our society, you know, like to be healthy and like thin, not overweight. Mm. So when people bring it up, like sometimes it almost seems like a jealousy thing. Which mm-hmm. I also think weird. that there's a big stigma around like eating disorders in general, like where yeah. people people think like, oh, that's just a decision that you're making. It has nothing to do with your yeah. mental health or your or, or or like image issues or whatever. It's just like. Oh, oh, you just want to be more thin or yeah. whatever. And it's almost like, oh, you could just choose to, you could just yeah. flip the switch and, 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 stop. and change yeah. or stop. So when it started, when you when you started yeah. noticing your parents, friends, like, did you notice that or did they come, did your parents come to you and say like, Hey, like Shelly was over I and she said, you look a little thin. And I thought I about think it. My mom right. told me like years after like a year after something like oh yeah well like she did say you were looking kind of thin in high school blah, blah, blah. and did she say that when when your mom made the real or when you do your parents know you're anorexic yeah yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah. and was that something that you went to them and said hey i am i'm suffering from an eating disorder no it took so took a lot of like pushing and pulling on their part to get me to kind of acknowledge it i guess um this is kind of jumping, but like in second year university is when it started to get really, really bad. Um, but like I still wasn't aware of it as like an illness at all or anything. It was just like, this is just what I do. Like it's normal to feel hungry all day, right? And like, yeah, didn't do anything about it or say anything about it. And like still kind of got away with it amongst my friends. Like even my roommates were like, yeah, you eat like enough. Um, and is this a point of conversation with you guys? Like, like, was it something that you were no. like, Hey guys, do I eat a lot? None. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you eat. I guess you eat. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. I've seen you eat. <laughs> seen you eat once. Um, no, I think it's more like, again, after the fact. So like after I had been like diagnosed that my roommates had said like, yeah, like, I mean, you're really, really thin, but like you ate meals. I thought. Right. In general. So they were kind of surprised by the diagnosis? Or? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, or, do, or do you think it's one of those things? telling me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, do you think it's one of those things where they're like, oh, yeah. fuck, don't point it out? Yeah. Because that's the thing. I think like, all along they probably knew something coming, was up. Yeah, and yeah. coming back to my own, you know, and not, not to make this about me, but no, like yeah. this, is, this is that thing. It's that I'm recognizing that when you came into the studio, yeah. I, I want to like – 
in my head, I'm going, don't mention how thin she looks. Don't mention how thin she looks. You know, like literally like that, that's the feeling that invokes within me is like, Uh I don't want to do anything or, or look at her in a way that makes her think that I'm looking at her and and acknowledging that she's, um, potentially suffering from an eating disorder or sick, you know what I mean? And so if you come to your friends, you're like, oh yeah, guys. So I went to the doctor today and apparently I, I I have anorexia and they're like, Oh, yeah. yeah. What? I think that is probably more. <laughs> of the I thought, because I saw you yeah. eat, eat a meal yeah. once. You know, it's like, oh, guys. Like a week ago or yeah. Yeah, You like, know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And, and not to, you know, who knows? Your roommates, maybe your roommates didn't realize. and Yeah. But maybe they did and maybe they just didn't know how to actually. That's yeah. a, it's a tough thing. I feel it like that'd be, that'd be tough. That'd be, it would be that's so a tough, tough thing to bring up with yeah. your friends. If you, if it, and if, especially if it's coming up in conversation, it's almost like, it's like, it, in, not to be not to be ironic with with the choice of phrase I'm going to use here, but almost like the honey, do my do I look fat in these jeans? It's like, yeah, right. no, <laughs> like yeah, you, know, you can't. You know, what say, guy? Yeah. What guy is like? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you, you kind of do. You know, it's like you yeah. just you just don't. I and, feel like I would. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'd be that Jerry, asshole. You're, like Jerry's well, a different breed. Kind of are, but what bro. I mean is that what I mean is that <laughs> that it's almost like. Your friends, especially if you're if you're in university, you're in a younger age, and they're just like, "Oh, we'll just pay her a compliment." Or but what the fuck does that come from? I you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, like, I, don't know. Yeah. I know. I don't know. Okay, what I, makes that different from someone comes home and goes, "Hey guys, I'm suffering from depression," and everyone goes, "Yeah, yeah that sucks." You yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I, like, I'm here for you, or, or, mm-hmm. hey guys, I, I'm suffering from. Uh, turns out I am suffering from like, you know, I, multiple personality disorder. And they're like, oh my God, that explains why you were so blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, oh guys, I have it. I, turns out I have anorexia. What? Yeah. But dude, it, the, the reason why I think that it could be is because what do you think somebody's going to say if I said to you, hey, I think, I think we need to talk about something. I, th- I think you... You look thin, and it, mm-hmm. and to me, it looks like you're dealing with an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. What do you think that person's reaction is going to be? It, they're they're most likely going to be super defensive I think about it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, but what I'm saying is, some, if someone comes and says, "I was just diagnosed with an eating right. disorder," they and don't your want to, response because is because they feel guilty that they didn't bring it up in the first place. Yeah. So then, yeah. then think, it's their yeah, own that, guilt of it by saying, part. "Oh, I had no idea." Because as soon as they acknowledge that they knew and they never helped. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. That would make them feel yeah. like shit, right? And I think for the most part, people that have eating disorders like want to be sick to a certain extent. It's so hard because like you were saying how it's seen as a choice and like it's not a choice, but like that you do have more control than in something like cancer or like a purely physical right. illness. Mm-hmm. The same yeah. way like I'm like... I don't want to offend anyone with depression, but like, I feel like there is a certain extent you can do things about it. Oh, for sure. I think, I think, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's something to be said about a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of mental illnesses there, there is steps in place that most Mm -hmm. people can take to improve their situation to Mm -hmm. a certain degree, depending on the severity of what they're going through. And, and I, but when you're, when we're talking about like, you know, the reaction of people when they, when they find out, mm-hmm. like, like when you use the depression example, Jer, and I feel like it go it kind of goes back to that idea, that thought that, you know, you've, 
you've kind of chosen to do, you've chosen to do this in some way versus like, versus with depression and people are like, oh, well, let's, well, let's be supportive. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well then start eating Do something again. about like, it. Like just yeah. start eating, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I feel I mean, like it, it's, I guess I am thinking about it now, like we're kind of the same way in the inverse of anorexia of like obesity yeah. where some, yeah. we don't oh, want to like the last thing we want to do is make, make that uh-huh. person know that we think they're fat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or the last thing we want to uh-huh. do is like, unless they're very self deprecating, like, you know, uh-huh. a Kevin Smith or, or right. whoever is just like, well, I'm a fat fuck. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, like, well we can get, we can fix, we can help you out. Like, yeah. but on the inverse of, but like what you're saying, there are, there are, and not to go to the other end of the spectrum and spend too much time there, but there is, there is like a community of people that are like, we're overweight and we're proud. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there are those people who are anorexic too, that are proud. There is like, yeah. there's a whole, there's a whole subculture online. Yeah, that's like, like, and it's like feeding each other's own like yeah, it's dysmorphic really view of their body. It is very and are they and hard to look are at. Are they people that are like, we know that there's that we're, there's like a diagnosed issue and we're like, yeah. fuck yeah. There's like websites like Love Anna, like give me tips and tricks on like how to be anorexic and like. Whoa. Yeah. And what do you, what's your like, what's your view on that? On that, on those kind of like websites and, and subcultures? Yeah, I think those are there? really messed up. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have like a I love cancer website. Like, right. yeah, let's yeah. all be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got cancer? Yeah. Can you give it to me somehow? Well, it was kind of like the barebacking thing that we talked about with Ricky, where they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm looking for some HIV." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I, I want to know like where, like, just to come back to you know, sort of finding out your your like getting getting diagnosed and that kind of thing. Yeah. How how did how what what was that process? Like how did you find yeah, out that so you have basically like my parents came to visit one of my parents came, I think my dad came first in the end of second year and we didn't really say anything explicitly. Like he was worried obviously, but like I don't know, he never really deals with his emotions and like confronts things. So classic dad. Yeah, exactly. He went home and then my mom came and she was like, what the fuck is going on? Like you need to come home right now. And I was like really, really resistant to coming home. I had planned to stay here for the summer. Um, she was like, no, you're going home. And like, I remember she like went to Canadian tire and bought a scale and was like, get on this. Like, how much do you weigh? I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> how much did you weigh? Like 90 pounds. Okay. And, and how so tall are you? I'm 5'7". Five, oh, wow. 5'6", 5'7". Okay. What would be a normal weight for that if you were going to look at like an index? Like, I think. Probably like 120 well, when I, pounds. Yeah, I when I went. To, so I went to a hospital program. And the like end goal was like 127. Okay. Yeah. So t- so your mom was just like, get on this fucking scale. Yeah. You get on the scale get and you're home. like, oh, shit. Was, yeah. When you saw that number, yeah. were you like, oh, fuck, I am tiny. Yeah. It was a, was, was like, that the first time that ever kind of clicked? Um, Yeah, probably. That was like kind of the first time I was like, oh, there's like a serious problem here. Like I knew stuff was going wrong. Like I didn't, obviously didn't feel good, hmm. but like I still wasn't really putting two and two together. I was never like not eating, which again, like I would have like three meals a day, but they just weren't like enough or like, 
I don't know. I it was think like one almond or it was like, coconut, like, that like five, five cups of sunlight, um, yeah. <laughs> a coconut shaving, and three meals of sun. <laughs> um, Which is hard in Halifax around this time of year as yeah, well. It's really like, dark. You know, it's weird so. because I, I kind of scarce. I kind of it's it's I don't know. It's really interesting to me because I kind of identify with with what you've been through in the sense that like in the last. Um, three weeks or probably last month and a half, I've been uh, working out a lot more than I had been and I've lost a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And in in doing that, I've been really, con- I've become a lot more conscientious about what I'm eating. Right. But I noticed that first thing in the morning, I'm super conscientious. So I'll, uh, I'll go swimming in the morning and then I'll come home and I'll take some leftover kale from last night, fry up a couple eggs, mm-hmm. eat it and think like, that's my breakfast. And really right. it's like, two eggs and some kale. So it's yeah, not really not enough lot. for me, especially after working out. But then what happens, and and I feel like almost a difference between you and I in like a really kind of ironic way is, is that I will then be really hungry at like 11 o'clock yeah. and then I'll and eat, eat a pile of shit. Like yeah. I'll just eat, like I, I ate a whole pizza from Little Caesars last night yeah. after eating like pretty much nothing all day. Right. And then tonight I ate like almost a whole pizza from Salvatore's right. after pretty much eating nothing all day. Right. So it's like almost like to to me like kind job, of, to kind of like what you've what mm-hmm. what you've done, it's almost oh, like me fuck. me thinking like I wish I could be like that right. in a certain way, but then also it's like kind of from one extreme to the next, right? So yeah. like it I don't know. It, it it seems like it's it's almost really admirable, but then I, I see like yeah. to the extent what, that it gets to. And what did you eat today? Okay, I can. I had um, so for breakfast. Should I just go through it all? Yeah, okay. I want to hear. I want to hear okay. it all. Yeah. Um, had like a oatmeal, banana, egg, almond butter pancake that I made. Okay. Fried up. Um, for lunch, I got a pita, chicken pita at Extreme Pita. Um, the regular size, not the small. Um, but, okay, anyways, I'll say this after. Um, and then I had like an almond milk matcha latte in the afternoon. And Sounds decadent. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's only 526. Um, and then for dinner, I had salmon, a Japanese sweet potato. Have you guys tried those? No. <laughs> Sounds They're good. like purple from Pete's. Oh, yeah. Sure. I've had one of those. I've had a purple sweet potato. So good. Before. I eat yeah. sweet potato all the time, but I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah. And broccoli. And, and so it's about 9 p.m. right now, and you've yeah. eaten more than I have today. Yeah. And yeah. I need more calories than a regular human being just to maintain weight. Yeah. So is that a normal day for you? Or did you like, or were you like, I got to eat a fuckload before I go on Sick Boy today? <laughs> no, I mean, now, and I, like, what I eat now is different than what I ate when I was, like, my sickest, mm. I guess. Which was at what point? Like, what age? Uh, I'd say, yeah, 19 or 20. Right, so a couple of, two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, and I am definitely consciously trying to eat more um, and eat, like, more normal foods, I guess. Like, I never would have gotten, like, a pita from a restaurant when I was sick. But, like, what's that? So, now, if we can get to the relationship, what's your relationship with food? Like, how do you, Hmm. like... 
What's your emotional response or your like satisfactory response to food when you eat? Like, is there any, or is there like a guilt or is there like a, I don't know, like what's your response or what's your emotional response to food? Um, uh, I guess it's not really a guilt, but it's like, I would never just eat something to like enjoy the taste. Right. Mm. And like foods definitely have like good and bad labels. Um, in what way do you mean? I guess in like a health way. So sure. I don't know if you guys have heard of like orthorexia. That's probably sort of what I identify with most. Like it's healthy eating taken to an extreme. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, you're like crazy, crazy health conscious. Yeah. Conscious. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've noticed, um, and this is something that I, and I, I don't mean to be presumptuous, mm-hmm. but a thing that I've kind of noticed, and especially through Instagram mm-hmm. is a big one that I've noticed this in, is people who look not super healthy in terms of their weight um, really being very adamant about exclaiming that they're a vegan. Yeah. And I, and I look at that sometimes and I'm like, are you saying you're vegan in a way to mask your actual issues, which are you're just not eating enough calories and you're anorexic or, or what's the word? Orth- uh, like orthorexia? orthorexia? Wait, they look unhealthy as in thin. Like it's extraordinarily thin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that a is that a common thing in the in the orthorexia or anorexia world, or am I just like like being uh, vegan? Yeah, exactly. Like using vegan as um, almost a veil to be like, yeah, no, 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 it's cool. I'm vegan. I'm not. I'm not unhealthy. I'm vegan. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, that's sort of like an older trend <laughs> in the eating disorder world. Almost okay. Like, now I see a lot of like. People being vegan and almost, like for me, food kind of has be, like become my identity in a way or something. So I think I see a lot of people recovering using veganism, but like in a way just replacing their eating disorder with their veganism. So like right. now, they can be fat or thin or whatever, but they're vegan. So like they have something... To like give them a sense of self, mm. Mm. Um, which like I find because I, I I do find that in the that there's probably too many people in the world who are using um, veganism as a as a as a form of of health because there's right. not really there's I mean kind of like when we were on the way over here and you were telling us about how you're in philosophy and we were talking about yeah. belief systems and all this stuff and like what do we really know and what can we say that we know for sure it's like well there's not really like there's not the concrete piece of evidence that says like being vegan is the most healthy Dude, thing you can do. To be a vegan and be healthy takes it a takes a lot fuckload of work. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got to know you got to know what you're doing because it's easier to be mm-hmm. it's easier to be healthy with everything that's at our disposal than it is mm-hmm. with just veganism yeah. because there are such specific things that you need in a vegan diet to maintain all of the nutrients and stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like veganism is more of a lifestyle choice when you're coming when you're thinking about like animal like animal rights and stuff like that versus environmental like and environmental ethics. impacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ver, much more th- that than health. Mm-hmm. I Dude, think it's much I, more that. I was I became vegetarian for a while because it 
purely for the reason that it helped me be more conscious about my diet. Um, and it also limited, like I wouldn't go to McDonald's because right. most of the things that I would previously eat at McDonald's had meat in them. So um, being vegetarian to me just like made me more conscientious about my diet. I think that I would never be vegan because it, like I love things like eggs and, and milk. But um, and pure lard, uh, yeah. pure un, unedited, yeah. untreated lard. Yeah, and uh, and fresh pigs, um, pigs. I just eat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, also like with getting back to the vegetarian stuff. Yeah, they there's like stats. They told us this in the hospital. Like people that are real, like vegetarian, vegetarian, and people that are like omnivores recover better than like those two spectrums recover better than people in the middle who are like, Oh, I'm pescatarian or like, Mm. Oh, I I'll eat like chicken and fish, but not red meat. Do you think that's because they're super picky? And so it just makes it easier to just not eat or not like, yeah. And I think like the people that are strict vegetarians are doing it for ethical or environmental or religious reasons. Mm. Whereas the people in the middle, like the reasons are just, restricting like fatty foods or whatever right are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice it's time to dig deeper and listen to america dissected from crooked media the podcast that's cutting into the science culture and policy that shapes our health from doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen america dissected dives deep into the state of health Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. So I, I, I want to. So there's a couple things that I def, definitely want to hit before we mm-hmm. we uh, we're already 40 minutes in, which is fucking crazy. Um, we should record I, longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we should too. Uh, um, I, so you. Your dad comes, your mom comes, and they're like, holy fuck. They put you on a scale, and you're like, holy shit. And then they're like, we need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so you get medical help. Mm-hmm. What does that medical help look like? Did you go to, like, an outpatients program, or, or what, what was that? No. So me and my mom started Googling, like, right away in my room, like, eating disorder programs, Toronto, blah, blah, blah. And, like, my BMI was too low. They have, like, really messed up rules about when you can get certain kinds of treatment. So my BMI was too low for outpatient treatments. So I had to go on a waiting list for an inpatient program at Toronto General. Um, And that was like... Does that basically mean it's more severe? Like you're you're too severe for outpatient. So we got to like put you in the, in the hardcore, the rock and roll class. Like, yeah, pretty much heavy metal only. Um, just just before, just before we like get to, to Mm -hmm. there, I'm just really curious about like, yeah, I mean, you're, you, you just said that you were Googling Mm -hmm. things with your mom. Mm -hmm. That must have been fun. So, but like. You were you resistant to what she was saying at first, and then all of a sudden you just conceded, or or like what yeah, happened there? I think that was sort of like like I wanted help, I wanted to get better, but I yeah, I didn't really want to do an inpatient program, obviously. Okay. Mm. So were you kind of like waiting for somebody to to, to say something? Um, or like because it, it took yeah, it took your mom. So I mean, you're you're intelligent enough that. You could have Googled your own program if, if yeah. you wanted to, but why? 
I actually. Why did it take your yeah, mom, I guess? I actually, I think I had Googled some things too, like leading up to that moment of my mom coming. But like, I guess was just definitely still attached to the illness to actually do anything about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like that little push kind of like allowed you to, to take the step in, in getting help and being okay with it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I still wouldn't say I was a hundred percent okay with it, but yeah, I think so it I wasn't just like, like knew I had to do. You it. guys weren't like all smiles around your laptop. Oh my like, gosh, we were like things. bawling our eyes out. Okay, it Ooh. was like ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then you, so then you go to Toronto and yeah, and did you, you did you end up getting into an inpatient? Yeah, it took a couple months. So I was waiting at home and then got in at the end of August that summer. I just want to say that I get, I get it. Like I get why you like before your mom came and mm-hmm. like and like you know the shit storm really hit. Like mm-hmm. I totally get that you don't you know do something about it in that moment mm-hmm. even though you know that there might be something kind of wrong, you yeah. know what I mean? And and it's like I I don't get the mental disorder of it. I I've never really been I've never really experienced that. So I can't say I get that, but I get I get like you feel. You ever feel like? Well, I feel okay. Yeah, like, you I'm feel not fucking, fine. I'm not dying. Mm-hmm. I'm not dying. Yeah. You know, I had this conversation with my wife the other day. Mm-hmm. I, have, I had this super gnarly cough, yeah. and it was like it, it was getting really bad, like really bad. And, and Bridie was like, "You need to go get that thing fucking checked out." Yeah, and I'm going, "Look." It's gonna be fine. It's mm-hmm. gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. I know my body. I'm not like it doesn't hurt when I breathe in. Yeah. It only hurts a little when I breathe out. Yeah. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But the yeah. last time I fucking did that, yeah. I got admitted into the hospital because I ended up having pneumonia. And yeah. like if I didn't end up going to the hospital, I probably would not have been okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like you you we for some fucking reason try to justify it in our minds of like, mm-hmm. it's, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dying right now. Like I, yeah. I don't feel the pain. Well, that's yeah. what you're waiting for. You're waiting to feel like you're dying. You, you wait yeah. till you know? it's too late. I right. think that's also like a late. personality thing of just like being kind of stubborn. Like, yeah. Cause there's for sure people out there who are like, Oh shit, I, I feel yeah. different. I need to go get this checked right away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then there's the people that are like, well, I'm in that, I'm in that camp as well. Like I, I, it you're would like, take a lot. Fine. It yeah. would take a lot for me to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. it would take a fuckload for yeah. me to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. I, I, I just want to say that. And for anybody who's listening, who's going, well, why the fuck? Like, if you knew, yeah. why didn't you do? Well, just like, yeah, it also, makes like, kind of makes sense. Looking back, like I don't know how I didn't feel worse than I did. Yeah, like I felt fine the whole time. But in reality, you weren't. No. Yeah. And like now that I'm sort of like experiencing this like better, healthier life, like days when I act like I did then I'm like, Holy Holy shit. shit, I feel like shit. Like, right. What are some of those things? Like, like, is it just a general feeling of like, of, of not, of not being well, or is there like, is there like tangible things where you can go, well, this happens and this happens and this happens. Uh, yeah, not like super tangible, but I just, yeah. Feeling like, weak or dizzy or lightheaded and like probably because I am like still underweight it doesn't take a lot to make me feel like that like like you said like you haven't eaten that much all day but if I did that I would feel like shit and like probably faint before we get into the the process of the in-treatment program Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know are you thankful that your mom did that 
Are you thankful yeah. that your mom kind of like forced that situation? Yeah, definitely. I think probably if she didn't, it would have just been like waiting until I did like have a heart attack or something mm. or like. Do you think she could have handled it differently or are you kind of, are you kind of glad she handled it with such uh, intensity? Like force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think because we were like so far apart, the only way she could have handled it was to actually come mm. and like book our flights home together mm-hmm. um, and like drag me home because we had talked on the phone and stuff and no one made any explicit references to eating disorders, but it was like, you got to come home, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she sent me this email link to like the Netic website for eating disorders, like National Eating Disorder something, something. Mm. As like this very like implicit suge- like suggestion, yeah. but she didn't, like oh, did, but she didn't really like <laughs> frame the email. She's like, or anything. Hi, honey, like, I really miss you. Hi. By the way, www.netic.com. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, and right. I opened it. I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what was it like when you went into the in treatment? Um, that was it. Was crazy. Like, um, using the word crazy again, it made definitely made me feel crazy. Um, they like put a wristband on you, don't let you leave the floor for two weeks. You can't like go outside or anything. Uh-huh. Um, they don't even have a gym outside for all you guys <laughs> all to run around in and needs. <laughs> go hang out with the other, uh, yeah. only the, oh, I was going to get into race wars. I was like, <laughs> the, the Hispanic, uh, the Hispanic anorexics <laughs> go over here and the black is anorexics. They go over oh here God. and then I'm with the white anorexics, but yeah. I want to hang out with the black ones, but if I do, I'll get stabbed. So, um, no. anyway, <laughs> the neo-Nazis, you're just making a jail reference, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're watching Oz. Right. So anyway, well, definitely no gym. Like you weren't even allowed to stand up. Basically. What the fuck? It'd be like, sit down. You're burning calories. Sit down. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. You couldn't, like, walk around too much. Whoa. You couldn't shake your legs too much in group or else, like, people would be triggered and you'd be exercising and burning calories. Like, Is that because whoa. of, like, is that because of, uh, you know, from, uh, this is from our conversation with uh, with Azura. She was talking mm-hmm. about the, the, like, the addiction to exercise mm-hmm. in order to, like, you know, change how you look or to get to just to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Is there, so... The trigger for the people in the group that have that sort of yeah. uh, that sort of kind of like thing for their for their uh, for their anorexia or their bulimia. Yeah, I think it's like partially the trigger, and then partially that when you are underweight, like any amount of activity is pretty detrimental. Right. But yeah, a big a big part, and they don't want you engaging in symptoms. So if you have an exercise addiction and you're like doing laps of mm. The floor, right? That would be equivalent to not eating, exercising. Yeah, right. They should just like wow, chain you to a couch crazy. and like make make yeah. you watch like a full season of something so on Netflix. Everything yeah. is basically centered around only putting calories on and losing yes. them. Yeah, like you're basically just supposed to exist and put calories on. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Wally? Yes, it's yeah. like that. They should get you one of those like little <laughs> floating scooters, and you're like, Sucking on your yeah. Coca-Cola or whatever the fuck. I love Wally. Yeah. It's a great movie. I've never seen it. Uh, that movie. sounds like hell, though. I mean, like that sounds yeah. like hell. I, I that would be hell for me, and I'm yeah. not suffering from that. And so to yeah. be actually suffering from that, like that would be yeah. 
Well, is it purely worse, is it mean? purely physical rehabilitation? Or are they trying to are they trying to rehabilitate the the, 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 the root of what makes you feel like you yeah. are, like you don't want to eat? So the it's supposed to be both. Um, I found definitely a bigger emphasis on the physical part. Um, Probably because you were saying that your BMI was, yeah, it, it pro- likely is because yeah. whoa, your BMI is so low, yeah. you're about to have a fucking stroke. Yeah. Like we need to, or a heart attack or whatever, like cardiac arrest mm-hmm. is like imminent. So we need to like yeah. fuck the mental. We need to get you back to a physical yeah. place where you're not just going to die. Yeah. Right. That- and definitely the beginning is like that. Um, but then you do have groups. Like we have, we had groups all day, every day. Basically that was the only thing we did. So like sitting in a room with like 10 people doing therapy. Um, did you respond to that? Well, I didn't. I find it super helpful. Um, Too cool for school? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of CBT, which is like cognitive-based therapy. Behavioral therapy. Behavioral yeah. therapy, like worksheets. And I mean, yeah, it was helpful. It definitely, I think, slowly helped me find out like the reasons behind my eating disorder. And um, what were those? Like what were, are there answers that came out of that that stick with you today? Yeah, I mean, we also did, like, some one-on-one therapy, which I found more helpful. Um, so definitely a lot of, like, identity stuff and just, like, not feeling, like, good enough or, like, I know who I am and needing something to, like, fill that void. Like, almost like the existential mm. stuff we were talking about. Like, yeah, and, like, a sense of purpose almost. Hmm. I think, like, for me, maybe it had some part to do with, like, yeah, not being sure of my sexual orientation and, like, one way of expressing that. Or one way of dealing with it was just to not deal with it. And, like, if you're not at a healthy weight, you don't have those feelings and those hormones. So you just... Oh, whoa. And that was the kind of the thing in the podcast that they were talking about, which was uh, a fear of not being able to, like, be attracted by another sex and not create a you know, um, offspring. And so avoiding it and by mm-hmm. avoiding it, like finding a way to avoid it by physically changing or altering your body mm-hmm. so that it just won't, you don't have to worry about it. Is, yeah. um, is that present now or then? Like, was your sex drive like really low or non-existent? Yeah. Like I pretty much turned myself into an asexual <laughs> for Whoa, a really? significant period of time. Yeah. <clears throat> and then as I got healthier again, it came back. But then I have been like sick on and off so much that it's like it goes comes and goes, and goes, and goes. almost right. with like the eating and the weight. And yeah. like, how do you and kind of you know, uh, pre uh, inpatient program or or post in, inpatient program? How did it like affect you mentally in the in in the way of like intellectual thought? In the way that like food is nutrients and nutrients yeah. feed so much of your body and they feed your brain and they make yeah. your brain work in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So like, did you find that there was like a lacking of like thoughtfulness or yeah. like, or ability to like process information? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Before I went in, like school was really, really, really tough. Like reading was really hard, concentrating at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And even during the program, like, they were like, oh, yeah, and, like, two to three weeks of eating normally, and you'll be, like, back at it. But, like, I still struggle with reading in school. And, like, what mm. is your, is sleep affected? Like, do you, do you get shitty sleep or? Yeah. 
When you don't eat enough, definitely. Like I've been woken up in the middle of the night because of hunger a lot of times. Yeah. Like, is it painful? Is there? Mm, It's not really painful. It's just discomfort, I guess. Because I, I mean, I guess as we we like, I mean, we I almost just went through like a little mini speed round there with a couple questions, but like, but and I did that for a reason because I'm I'm interested. Like, yeah, so the fuck down. (laughs) I kind of have like the same speed round about a total different topic. So because I'm interested, I'm interested in the in the way that like. You know, okay, um, let's just say it starts at uh, I, I don't eat when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that, like I, I, I find it hard to, to read and to concentrate. Mm-hmm. So like schoolwork obviously gets mm-hmm. affected. And then uh, because of the eating and the lack of concentration, mm-hmm. I find it hard to go to sleep because when you can't concentrate, like yeah. sleep is concentration. Like you, you kind of have to be concentrated to go to sleep. Yeah. So as a result of that, then you don't sleep, which yeah. has a whole fucking boatload of effects that that has. Yeah. And how just like how easily some of that stuff can just snowball into this like kind of fucking hamburger of yeah of shit that affects yeah. your life and for me like stress like school stress and that kind of stuff like propagates the eating disorder like that's how i deal with stress so then i get into this like negative feedback loop of like yeah. don't eat can't focus can't focus on school oh my god i can't get my assignments done how am i going to deal with that stress i'm not going to eat so like, Ooh, and then it's just a cycle. It just yeah. repeats itself. Yeah. Where I guess when I say not eat, I don't mean like not eat, not at all. Right. Just like eat very specific, limited foods right. and like kind of control it all. Small portions. Like, is that is a it a lot of empty it, calories? Like, are you doing mm, a lot of like, well, I'll just eat celery? No, it's more like safe foods versus like risky foods. Mm. Um, I'm guessing yeah. a double bacon cheese yeah. is a risky food. Definitely. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. And like, is an apple a safe food? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Um, I, it's so hard for me too to like know what I like the taste of and what my eating disorder likes me to mm. eat. Mm-hmm. So um, if we were if we were gonna say like, hey, let's go and let's go to Salvatore's and grab a slice of pizza after this, like, would you would you do that? I wouldn't eat it. No. no. Does it, so does that limit like your experience in going out with friends? Yeah. Like for dinners yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Do you drink? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Drinking too. It's like empty calories. So mm, right. It can be hard. Do you have a favorite food, though? I'm, I'm curious to know. Well, or... my instinctual reaction is sweet potato because I make it all the time. and like it's pretty good. Sweet potato is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Sweet potato fries with Ooh. curry mayo. Oh. No curry Brian, mayo. you're dipping into the unsafe <laughs> foods there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Mayo on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Minimal oil. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sweet potato dipped in water. Yes. <laughs> so, so then, how are you? Like, how are you, um, like, evolving into, like, understanding or being okay with your diet now? Then, yeah, I guess like, I'm definitely trying to eat foods that might that will cause me anxiety. Um, You're trying to create that anxiety. Is that, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I heard it's that. It's not. Right. It's not hard to create. <laughs> right. But yeah, 
I'm seeing a therapist too. And so like we'll set sort of like food goals for the week or whatever of like, you need to eat a bagel three times or like mm. you need to. Yeah. This it, might be stupid, but like where, where would you, if you were to like look at your recovery on a graph mm-hmm. and see like, okay, well here was rock bottom mm-hmm. and here would be um, mm-hmm. ideal, like, like out of, out of like in the safe zone. Yeah. Where do you, where do you lie on that scale net right now? Uh, yeah, I think like my mental situation is further along than my body currently, sure. just maybe because it takes more time to catch up. Well, I mean, you're sitting here right now and talking t- to us and I don't know. I I don't know mm-hmm. if, if that, I'm it's guessing, I'm, I'm guessing it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing well, that yeah. that would take a lot of mental strength and, and, yep. um, and, you know, self-awareness and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ability to, like, sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to talk to these three fucking dopes about, <laughs> you know, where I am in my eating disorder, which I am currently in. That, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know, it seems, like, and you seem very self-aware and you seem, yeah. aside from, like, the thin stature, you seem very healthy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean to put anything on you. I'm just. It's, no, I'm, it's just, I'm definitely very self-aware. Um, yeah. And, like. I can always kind of something that's different now than before is I can always kind of tell when I'm like engaging in <coughs> eating disorder behaviors. Like I'm like, oh, you're doing that. Like, mm. and do you, and is there is there a trigger of like try to change that? Like tr- or try like try yeah. to. I'm realizing that maybe I should make a change. Yeah, like it's kind of like some days are better than others. Like right. so so what do you do on the, like when those instances come up? What do you, what do you do once you become aware of them? To to get out of that, usually it's kind of too late. <laughs> like once you're in, already started to do something like that, mm-hmm. it's like, well, now yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah, and I find like if I start my day off with like good choices, it's much easier to keep them going. Whereas if you start off with bad choices, it's like. Whereas, like, for me, if I ate, woke up and ate something shitty, I'd probably try to make up for it the rest of the day by not eating anything bad. Right. Mm. But that's why I was saying, and that comes back to what I was saying earlier, but, like, how I almost admire you in that sense because I'm the complete other side of the spectrum where I just, like, I like to think that I would try to be healthy. Yeah. But <laughs> then I'm not. But we're both on kind of, like, opposite ends when it comes to that. Do you have a um, false reality about what's bad? In terms of food, oh, like yeah, like you, like is your therapist? Is that what you're working through with your? <laughs> She's like Taylor, like uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you're I have anorexia. <laughs> no, I know, but you're talking about you're talking about you being like crazy, like healthy, and being like really, really conscious health wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, I mean, you mentioned uh, your therapist is saying you know eat three bagels this week or something like that. Um, so. A bagel would be something that you would probably identify as something that you shouldn't eat, whereas you know the average nutritionist would say, "Yeah, no big deal, eat bagels." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I and, mean, yeah, I wouldn't, and I don't identify it as that anymore, just because I have like practiced so right. much. You made some steps forward. Yeah. You're like trying to, like, you're trying to like reiterate six months it ago. Yourself. Yeah, probably would have been like. You're trying to like program of. yourself to go bagel good. Yeah. Yeah. Or such and such good. Mm-hmm. So here's my next question, and and I think that this is a, a whole other topic mm-hmm. that we haven't actually touched on. Yeah. And I know that it is a part of your experience. Yeah. And uh, 
So you are, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you are also addicted to exercise. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. In specifically the practice of yoga? Um, there's like a, there's a lot of exercise. Oh yeah. It's not just <laughs> well, the yoga. Yeah. <coughs> Cause you come to the, you come to the studio pretty regularly, but no, no regular than any other person. I've never mm-hmm. actually, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. I've never actually like seen you come in so much and been like, Ooh, might have to figure yeah. out a way to say something to Catherine because I've seen that before at, a, right. at the studio. Um, but you also practice at Taylor's studio. Uh, yeah. From time to time. I'd say I feel the need to do some form of exercise every day. And how much exercise on an average day are you doing? And what are those types of exercise? Um, so, yeah, right, right now it's usually either yoga or swimming. Okay. Um, and then. Sweet, where do you swim? At Dalflex? the Dalflex, yeah. Cool. I swim at Cole Harbor swim? Place. Oh, okay. Boo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say we should go swimming together, but yeah. then, uh, then you know, when yeah, sometimes you're take having a conversation and then it just kind of comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. That was that moment there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so, it, and when you say you do it, uh, you do exercise at, at, at every day. Mm-hmm. Are we talking like one kind of like round of exercise per day, or is it like I'm doing exercise? It's like several times a day. Uh, yeah, usually one in the past. So I guess the past like two weeks, three weeks, it's been like twice a day, which has gotten really excessive. And I think, again, it's because I get stressed about school and then I exercise to deal with it. But then I don't have time and energy to do school. So then I get more stressed. So then I do more yeah. exercise to cycle. deal with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Oh, but I, I feel like that's I feel like that's really healthy as long as you're eating the right amount of calories to right. be able to do that. Because like I I mean I grew up uh, competing in competitive canoeing and we trained mm-hmm. twice a day. Like I coach right now yeah. and the kids I coach train twice a day mm-hmm. every day. But uh, I am constantly telling them how important it is to be eating enough calories mm-hmm. for the well, calories the that they're burning. Right? Mm-hmm. Is let's say so. Do you know how many calories you eat in a day? Like on a, on a, like a say like a just a yeah. baseline day. How many calories do you think you take in? I think twenty five hundred. Okay, well that's like two thousand. Yeah, that's like a, like for someone who doesn't exercise, maybe on a little bit of a lower side. Yeah. Uh, like if you or sorry for someone who doesn't exercise, that sounds like a, a kind of a normal amount of calories. That's yeah. like you base, exercise. That's. That's, That's like an average living. amount that you burn per day. I would burn twenty six hundred with uh, without any exercise, right? Um, if I was like just moderately active, right? How many basis. calories do you think just Michael Phelps takes in a day? Oh, I think I actually know this. Probably seventy five hundred. No, that's fake. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand calories. I would say no, that that's fake. fake. Not according to, to this fake article. Uh, to Google, I used to take in about seven when I was like at peak. At about peak peak uh, uh, athletic performance, and I felt sick all day. Oh man. It From sucked. eating so much? Or? You, yeah, you should be. So, so I've actually, and I've been getting a little bit, uh, like I bought an Apple Watch uh, right. a couple of weeks ago to track um, calories burned, and I've been recording like what I've been eating lately, mm-hmm. and I've been burning about 3,500 or just under that mm-hmm. um, in a da- on a daily basis, and I've been trying to eat pretty much the same um, because I recognize that I'm trying to build muscle 
mm-hmm. and not like necessarily lose weight, but convert body fat to into muscle, right? Like I don't think that I'm an unhealthy weight. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm like 160, 570 pounds mm-hmm. and I'm 5'7". So like for a guy, that's a good weight. But um, if I wasn't eating enough calories, then yeah, it could be like a bad thing, right? Yeah. Ex- and like exercise, like healthy eating, like it is good for you to a certain extent. Yeah. And like like I, anything can be abused. Yeah, I definitely, ha- there were times in my life where like I had a really healthy relationship to food and exercise, like early high school. Um, and even in first year university, like I got a bit healthier again, just because I was on the rugby team and like that really encouraged like eating a lot. Right. Like you don't want to be thin for that sport. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like what in terms of like a tangible, um, intangible numbers, like in terms of weight, like where would you right. have fluctuated up from? Like how like would you would you, how much weight would you have gained and then like lost again when you kind of fluctuated in and out of of first year university? Uh, I'd say in first year gained like maybe five to ten pounds. Right. In first semester, and then lost it pretty quickly. Right. When the sport comes to an end. Yeah. And then, like, in the inpatient program, I weighed, like, 127 pounds by the end. Which is, like, your goal, which is where you're going to. Yeah. You're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. How much do you weigh right now? Uh, like, just over 100. Okay. Um, do you, are you, how do you feel about your relationship towards, uh, exercise right now? Like, do you feel like you're in an okay spot or? Yeah, I actually felt really good about it until like two weeks ago Yeah, when, <laughs> when it got excessive school. for a right. bit. But before that I felt, yeah, pretty good about it. And like, I was able to sort of separate it from food and eating a little bit more, which is something that is also really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I wanted to, to touch on was my, one of the things that sticks out in my mind is my, as my, uh, one of the, uh, kind of the memory in my brain that pops out when I think about, um, eating disorder. And I wanted to kind of ask you about how you feel about, um, how you feel about like eyes being on you and how you feel about like mm-hmm. public, just thinking about the public image in the way. And I'm asking mm-hmm. this because the memory that pops out to me mm-hmm. when I think about eating disorder is I had a teacher in grade eight mm-hmm. who very, very clearly had an eating disorder and she was mega, mega thin. And, and at the time I remember thinking kind of along the lines of like, Oh, like this is a choice. So you just, you, yeah. you like yeah. you, you, because, you know, I was uh, 13 years old. I really know nothing about it other than pop culture, like you throw up or you don't eat type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I remember thinking like, I remember not being able to take her seriously. Right. I remember thinking like, where do you get off teaching me, right. teaching, telling me like how I should learn this because you, are, you can't deal with that. Can't. And I remember that that was my sentiment as like a thirteen year old mm-hmm. kid who you know who isn't you know super intellectually mm-hmm. um, dense at this point, um, and, and and I'm just wondering is like do you do you come up against sh- that that any of that kind of stigma in that way socially or publicly that you ever have to deal with? Um, not too explicitly. 
only it happened like one time over the summer. I was actually like coming, walking home from shoppers, like carrying my bags of onshers because my parents had been like trying to force me to drink them. And this woman was like, you're too thin, honey. And like, I started crying. I was so upset. Someone said that to you on the street? Yeah. Just this stranger. That's fucked. I was like, I just started bawling. Oh, right. Um... Uh, if that person's listening right now, uh, yeah, uh, fuck you're a you. shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then more like not as so if that was going to be the trigger for you to like yeah. for you to change. So, <laughs> like, ironically, like carrying my onshers, like I know I'm too fucking thin. Like, yeah. do you see what I got here, Look ladies? At these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change. Problem yeah. over. Can we just take a second to recognize what you call those drinks again? Onshers. Thank you yeah. very much. What? It's insure. Insure. Nope. Brian it's and I are, Brian and I are pretty onshore? sure it's insure. I'm with you. High five. Onshore across the table. Coming from someone who had four a day for yeah. three months. Coming from the fucking anorexic <laughs> and the CF patient yeah. who are literally give it like doctors say drink that shit. It's onshore. Suck it. Yeah. yeah so um, we're, we're okay with you, you thinking if you that. If you need so. any extra onshores for the for the cheap, I can <laughs> hook you up. Yeah, I, can, okay. I can give you. I can give um, you. Do you ever get anything indirect though in that in that way where like yeah. you, like you feel like someone's maybe treating you differently or not giving you like the credit you deserve or in do you, something do you or feel even even simpler do you feel like you get stared at a lot mm, uh, I don't feel that way um I definitely feel like from my point of view like really embarrassed I guess mm. and like I remember like in the summer I it gets worse because of like the clothes you wear yeah and like just exposing like your arms, your legs, or whatever. Um, so in the summer when I came home, I remember, like, I would, like, run out of my house into the car, like, so the neighbors couldn't see me and, like, oh. didn't want to go to my cottage because I'd have to wear a bathing suit. Like, I would wrap myself in a towel, throw it off, jump in the lake, and then, like, quickly get out and, like, wrap it up again, even though it was only my family. And, yeah. like... And they're supportive and... Yeah. They know what and you're they knew, going through. Yeah. So the, I, I've been, um, I wanted to ask you about like how I know that we, we started at the, the top by talking a little bit about the things that people say. And I mentioned that I think people judge a lot more than they mm-hmm. offer support, but like if there's somebody listening right now that knows somebody or thinks somebody that they know, mm is going through this, then, like, what is the right thing? Or is there something that they can say to them? Grab them and go, stand on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> or just drive, drive past scared. them on the street and yell, you're too thin, you're honey. Too <laughs> yeah. Because that God, works, what a right? fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. but, but what is it? Like, what, what can they say to help? Yeah, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, even when I've had friends that I, you know, suspect are struggling or but haven't really done anything about it, like, I don't know what to do. It's probably really personal. I'm like... You know, it's probably a really probably personal thing. probably different for everyone. Because yeah. I bet you, if you were a different person, mm-hmm. I bet you if, if Azura's mom came to... Yeah. And grabbed her and said, stand on this fucking scale. Yeah. It might not, not have might gone have the same way. made it worse. She yeah. might, it might have made it so much worse, right? Yeah. I feel like it is one of those things where it's very... And again, I think this ties back to the reason why... It's so different for us to talk about it compared to things like mm-hmm. depression or, you know, what, what other, uh, and name the, the, the mental illness. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's because it's, 
you don't know how that person's going to like react. I yeah. guess. I don't know. So then maybe more importantly, if there's somebody who's listening, who's going through it and dealing right. with anorexia themselves or, or any other eating disorder or orthorexia, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm not really in a place where I can say, like, oh, it's better on the other side. Because, like, mm. not totally on the other side yet. I guess I would just say, like, it's better to be open and honest about it. And, mm. like, I just don't want people to feel ashamed about it in the way that I've felt and, like, had to feel. Um, has it do- been easier? Has it been easier... Dealing with it yourself, being open about it? Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of automatically gives you this, like, sense of self-accountability of, like, people know what's going on. And a big part of me not wanting to get better initially was because I didn't want people to know that there had been something wrong. Mm. So, like, if I gain a ton of weight, they're going to be like, oh. She, yep, she was anorexic, like, confirmed. But if I'm talking about it anyways, it's, like, it's fine if they know that. And yeah. they probably, like, knew it all along anyways. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. So. Do you, in this moment um, right now, do you feel like there is a sense of hope for you? Like, do you feel like things are... In are going the w- the direction that they should for your recovery. Yeah, I think generally, yeah. And then there are like days where I kind of come home at the end of the day or whatever, and I'm like, oh fuck, like that was a horrible day, like messed everything up, kind of thing. And I feel really down. But on the whole, I'd say I feel like in a like upward place. I guess. And is there anything that you would say to the people in your life uh-huh. that you would like them to know about how mm. they can support you in in a way that maybe they don't know? Hmm. <laughs> I just have something really trivial, which is that it really helps when I like see other people eating and like know that other people are eating a lot because <laughs> I was like I think that's less trivial than you think mm. yeah that was a big part of me getting sick was like seeing my roommates not eat all day like in the same way you guys describe of like I don't eat all day but then I eat a whole pizza like mm-hmm. I would just focus on the them not eating all day and then try to emulate that right. but then I wouldn't do the eat the whole pizza part so like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah And I guess wanting people to be sort of as normal as they can about, like, food around me and stuff. Right. Yeah. that's another reason why I don't really tell people is, like, I I am trying to work on, like, having a more normal relationship with food. And, like, Mm -hmm. one of my roommates and I, like, are always sort of cooking dinner at the same time. And it's been, like, a nice thing to do. And, like, I didn't want to tell her because I don't want her to be like, oh, my God, like what do I do right now? It's like, mm-hmm. I want her to just be normal about it, I guess. Mm. I think those are damn fine things to say for, you know, the mm-hmm. people that you spend your time with mm-hmm. and, and probably damn fine things for a lot of people who don't know you to just hear. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's super awesome that you are able to come in here and talk about this with us, especially going through it because mm-hmm. um, by the nature of this podcast, oftentimes we, especially when it comes to mental illness, yeah, um, we talk to people who have who have gone through it and right. are on the other side. But um, one of the things, or like our ultimate goal with this mm-hmm. this podcast, is to to show everybody that these conversations can be had, that we want to take the stigma away from them. Yeah. And what what better way to do it than to talk to somebody who's actually going through it? Because uh-huh. it's, it's easier to have those conversations, honestly, if somebody's already been through it. Yeah. But the hardest part is having... Yeah. Then with somebody who's right mm-hmm. in the middle of it. It was like ta- mm-hmm. talking to Azura, pff, easy. We sit down, yeah. we fucking order Chinese food, we stuff our faces, and we chat. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you were coming yeah. in here, it's like, yeah. oh, is this like, yeah. is this okay? Like, can yeah. we do this? And mm-hmm. I feel like this was very okay. Yeah. But you I know what? It always, fine. it always feels okay to me when the person who's dealing with the thing is comfortable coming in here and talking with us. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I guess that just that just goes to to show that if there is somebody who's listening to this who is dealing with something, mm-hmm. like if you give somebody permission mm-hmm. to list to to be okay with listening mm-hmm. to what you're dealing with, then then chances are they're they're going to be able to handle it. Yeah. And if there are people who aren't able to handle it, then that's okay. They're assholes. Just don't hang yeah. out with them anymore. I guess the other thing I would say, <laughs> or to they people, could just use the opportunity to, <laughs> to learn. Like <laughs> one or the other. Around me and around people with eating disorders, I guess more specifically, people that are open about it, like ask questions and like, mm. I am like so willing to share with people anything, and I think a lot of times it's more like stigma on their part of not. Wanting to like ask the wrong thing or whatever. Say yeah. Totally. Thing. But I would yeah. say like ask questions and Sweet. if someone doesn't want to answer, they can just say no. Do I think maybe that maybe the biggest fear of somebody talking or asking a question to somebody, um, and let's just say so, it maybe not and maybe not someone who is uh, a complete stranger, but someone who's like let's say someone like me who's seen you at the studio and stuff, or Jeremy who's seen you at the studio, mm-hmm. and and going like. Hey, and asking you a question related to eating disorders mm-hmm. would be like, well, what if you haven't haven't uh, admitted to yourself that you have an eating yeah. disorder yet? And you're like, am I asking a question that they're just going to go like, uh, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, uh, I mean, like asking a girl, how, yeah. far, al- how far along are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She's uh, like, I'm not pregnant. Fuck. And you're like, yeah. ah. <laughs> I think like everyone that's going through it even if they don't know or they aren't diagnosed, like they know, kind of, Ooh, right. maybe. There's something. There's in there. something. I think also when it comes to body image, um, you should always, <laughs> obviously, treat people with love and compassion, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. their body image doesn't ever need to be a a, a, a conversation topic yeah. unless they bring it up to you and want to talk yeah, about it. That's right? a really good point. Yeah. So like, if you see somebody who is who looks like they're suffering from anorexia. Just treat them with love and respect and and kindness and mm-hmm. and let them let them know by your actions and by yeah. the way that you treat them that you're you're somebody that they can talk to mm-hmm. and if they want to open up to you about it then yeah. they will. Because mm. again, too, like the your body doesn't necessarily communicate the illness. Like people mm-hmm. are struggling that look healthy. People that don't look healthy might be struggling with something else. Like mm-hmm. right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, cool. thank you for this. 
Thank you, guys. Is there anything mm. that we didn't touch on that you would want to hit? Um, I don't think so. Sweet. Oh. I think this was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think this was really valuable. And yeah. I say this a lot, but I, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this who also find it pretty valuable and, and yeah. probably pretty important for, for themselves. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you for being a part of that. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me. Uh, and thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we've got more stuff like this happening next week, every Monday. It's a good time. And if you're not subscribed, you should. It never ends. It never ends. Um, and uh, if, you're, if you're not uh, privy to it, we're on uh, iTunes. You can go over there. And uh, we'd, we'd appreciate it very much if you gave us a rating and a review. Appreciate it. Appreciate And subscribe. Um, help us stay on the iTunes charts. Uh, we say this every single time, but man, Patreon, super important. It's actually the only thing that keeps us um, keeps this thing rolling financially. So uh, if you've listened to one episode or you've listened to 10 and you've enjoyed it, maybe consider uh, helping us out. We're actually doing really well on our Patreon and we'd Not love well for, enough. we'd love, <laughs> no, don't, no, don't let our what? success deter you. No, no. <laughs> I think that let our success be uh, something to motivate you to be a part of it because I think it's a pretty cool club to be a part of. And uh, we are doing really well. Plus we offer really cool perks. We do. And, and, and because we're doing really well, I think that that is a, that is a sure sign that you should join in on the fun. Tonight, before we did this <laughs> recording, we did a Google Hangout with a bunch of our patrons. And we just hung out and shot the shit. Yeah. And guess what? It was fucking awesome. It was super fun. Uh, so, And you know what? You're all super fun because we know you are listening. <laughs> yeah, okay. let's, let's leave it there, Jared. Okay, yeah. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Give us a, drop us a line, give us a shout. You want to be on the podcast, hit us up, send us an email. Uh, info at sickboypodcast.com. We love all of you, and that is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.